Tatum O'Neill, the kid from Paper Moon and Bad News Bears, is now more adorable than ever. Look, I don't like sharing this space with you either. You keep out of my way, and I'll keep out of yours. Deal? Isn't she a little darling? And Christy McNichol, everybody's favorite daughter from TV's family. She's sweeter than ever. Slide me something nice. Oh! Isn't she a little darling? Tatum and Christy, together for the first time in the true spirit of hot-blooded American competition. Nobody can stop these girls, so if you can't beat them, join them. Little darlings. You're entering a new era. This summer, do something special, something you've never done before. Angel versus Baron. Whoever catches a guy first wins. You just lost a hundred bucks, sucker. Now the game is on, and every male is up for grabs. What's your name, anyway? It's Randy. Don't let the name fool you. Wow, he is great, great. You'll have to do. Nickel. I'm not a woman, Randy. In the motion picture that suddenly grows up into something very special. Little Darlings. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back. East Society's podcast. Summer flicks winding down to the last two episodes. So let me just get this going. Well, before I get it going, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the four that I put out. Nah, three or four. I don't know how many put out so far. But anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Okay, I am taking you back. Let's get back in the Wayback Machine. I think it was believed it was filmed in 1979, but it came out in 1980. I saw bits of it at the drive-in, but I couldn't hear anything because I was watching something else. But um, I think I initially saw it for the very first time all the way through. Excuse me. It's late. I think when it hit, when it was doing its cable run. And then I remember seeing it again. We rented it on VHS. But um, at the time, well, I still have a little soft spot for her. She's um, one of the the gals that I grew up watching when I was much, much younger. I believe she's a few older, few years older than me. But this is the 1980 coming of age drama teen film, Little Darlings, 
stars Christy McNichol, Academy Award winner, Tatum O'Neill, Tatum O'Neill, which I don't know, I've heard it different ways. Uh, the great Matt Dillon, um, Amand Asante, and there's a bunch of other people in this. Uh, mainly the the crew of the all the little gals that were hanging out. Okay, uh, Alexa Keen as Dana, Krista Erickson as Cinder, Abby Bluestone as Chubby. Uh, Sex from the City star Cynthia Nixon as Sunshine and a few other people in this and yeah that's pretty much uh, your main players in this film but little darlings at camp for the summer two teenage girls from very different backgrounds face off in an unexpected contest streetwise Angel Chrissy McNichol uh, comes from a poor neighborhood while naive Ferris Tatum O'Neill has never wanted wait has never wanted for anything okay uh, both girls are on the brink of womanhood and due to some intense peer pressure they agreed to compete to see who can lose her virgin her, her lose her virginity first but their impressions of sex and love are challenged as they race toward adulthood. All right. This came out March 21st of 1980 and it was directed by Ronald F. Maxwell. And the biggest question, could they make this movie today? No. <laughs> if they did, or if they have, I don't really know. They, they can't make it the way they made this film. I always say this. Different times back, 70s, early 80s. I mean, yeah, one of <laughs> the subject matter of this. I mean, geez, the, the poster alone says uh, the, the bet is on. Whoever loses her virginity first wins. Ooh, okay. Um, if you want to watch this film, the whole thing's on YouTube. Clear copy. Because uh, from what I understand, what I'm reading, it's it says it's not on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, but the people, the the guys that uh, take these things and record them and put them on disc, they're out there. Everyone, I don't have any. Um, all right, IMDb, yeah, IMDb has the synopsis as two fifteen two fifteen year old girls from different sides of the tracks compete to see who will, who will be the first to lose their virginity while at summer camp. All right, it says fifteen there, but at one at one time they're saying thirteen. So, hmm. Either way, they're 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 way too young. Okay, it says here on I'm on I'm on Wikipedia, a group of teenage girls from Atlanta go to summer camp, and unbeknownst to the adults, two of them make a bet. As to which one will lose her virginity first with all the girls in camp betting money on the contest. The girls involved in the contest are opposites of opposites and rivals. Cynical, suspicious and streetwise poor girl Angel Bright and naive prissy and romantic rich girl Ferris Whitley Whitney. Yeah, Whitney Whitney Whitney. The rest of the girls divide into two teams, each rooting for and 
egging on the either Ferris or Angel. The two girls then choose two guys they want to lose their virginity with. Angel targets Randy, a boy from the camp across the lake, and Ferris attempts to seduce Gary Callahan, the much older camp counselor. Whew, okay, <laughs> yes, that's that's probably why they couldn't make this this movie today. Um, <laughs> but that was pretty much what happens in this. Again, I still have a soft spot for uh, for Kristen McNichol. I always did, uh, ever since the show Family that she was on. Uh, the album she put out with her brother Jimmy. Um, I think she did some other stuff in the 80s, another TV show. I only watched it because she was in it. Um, what the heck was that show called? It's going to bug me until I remember. Uh, I remember the one guy from Meatballs, <laughs> the, the, the head camp counselor. He was on that show. Um, what the heck was the show called? Emptiness. That's what the, I think, the, is that the name of the show? It was came out in the late 80s. I remember that. Um, yeah, Emptiness. That was it. It was her and that one chick from uh, Child's Play. Yeah, Richard Mulligan. He was the, the camp counselor in Meatballs uh, Part 2. Uh, Chrissy McNichol was uh, one of his daughters. And uh, Dana Manoff. Uh, she played Carol. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember the show now. But yeah, um, Little Darlings, it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's not. I, I highly recommend you to watch it if you haven't seen it. We did kind of cover it on uh, The Horror Returns when, we, when I was on there and I did my Patreon picks. But um, yeah, the, the whole story of this is... Uh, Kids going off to summer camp. There's two different summer camps. There's Camp Little Wolf, where it's all just girls. And the other one was uh, Camp Tomahawk on the other side of the lake. So the Ferris, she does, or um, Angel, she doesn't want to go. But her mom's kind of like, yeah, you need to get out of the house. You need to stay off the street and get to camp. Same thing with Ferris. Her, she's coming from a rich family, living in a big, huge mansion. Uh, go to camp, meet some friends, get out of the house, basically. Um, and then they meet when they when they first meet each other on the bus. Uh, Christy McNichol, uh, Angel, she's uh, don't let the name fool you. Uh, she is rough and tough, tomboy, feathered hair, smokes cigarettes, Marlboro Reds like the tough girls did. Um, and yeah, Ferris is just uh, just the rich girl. So when they meet up, Ferris, the angels is kind of like all rough and tough. From what I understood, um, for the role, Christy McNichol had to learn how to smoke. And I guess from uh, uh, Tatum O'Neill, Tatum O'Neill, whatever you want to call her, she's the one that taught Christy McNichol how to smoke. Because if you guys remember that, uh, the film that uh, Tatum O'Neill won an Academy Award for, Paper Moon, if you guys have seen that film she did with um with her dad, she was a little little girl. I, I couldn't tell you how old she was. She was little, but she was smoking cigarettes and that. So she taught her how, how taught Chrissy McNichol how to smoke. And from what I understood, she couldn't stop for, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. So, I mean, I was a smoker too, but I, I wouldn't say I was a, 
regular smoker. I didn't I didn't smoke packs a day. I was just an every every now and then smoker. Like I could make a pack last like month. I'm not like my, some of my buddies that were just hosing them down, going through like packs a day. I, I would so I I don't really consider myself a, a smoker. But anyway. So obviously they didn't care back in these days because uh, Angel's on the bus go, <laughs> smoking. Uh, she's at camp smoking. She's in her her cabin smoking and counselors everywhere and nobody says nothing. <laughs> so but uh, <laughs> so all the girls, they kind of get their cabin. There's this, this one little chubby girl, uh, chubby. That's her name. Uh, she's, uh, I think she's 10 years old and she just, just not want to be with the little, with the little girls, her age. So she just wants to hang out, uh, with the big girls. So, okay. Wikipedia says they're 15, um, or not Wikipedia. What I think, whatever I was reading said they were older, but uh, IMDb is the one that I, okay. Yeah. Let's just say 15 because I want, there's one scene when, when they're trying to find, guys to sleep with uh one of them the girls tells christy mcnagle angel like hey well let's go find a a horny 13 year old boy uh for her to have sex with all right everyone we were all young we especially guys i don't know about the gals i can't speak for them we were going to summer camp we're all a bunch of little horny little boys <laughs> but um I, I don't know. That's why I say they can't make this movie today. Um, they again, they could make this movie. They could call it Little Darlings, but they can't. Is it was the subject matter, not so much that that Angel wanted to get with um, somebody her age, uh, aka Matt Dillon, Randy, which was Matt Dillon has always been cool, cool ass Dallas Winston from The Outsiders, uh, that movie Tex, and I loved him in. Uh, something about Mary who was the asshole or the the little asshole cool guy he was in Wild Things and all the other crazy movies. I didn't really care for that Jack that or the house that Jack built. It was a different role for him, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But anyway, he has a huge career. He's still making stuff. He was just in um, Asteroid City that the Zisu and I talked about. Zisu loved that movie. I, I, did, I didn't care for it. But so... The conversation, it just came up uh, again. I don't know what girls talk about, <laughs> but I do know what guys talk about. So I guess they were just kind of there's the one girl, Cinder, uh, Krista Erickson. She's little Richie, rich girl. I've done commercials. I've been in magazines and she's like, oh, my fiance. Again, she's 15 years old at the oldest, if that. And she goes, my my fiance, because she's kissing some dude in a car, and I'm like, okay, if if you're 15 and let's and if that guy's driving, he's at least he's a rich kid. Again, different times, maybe they didn't care. He could be 16, 17 at the most, but I'm like, <laughs> really? I mean, especially now, I'm like, what what do young teenage girls watching this movie? think about it i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm old man but um watching it again like i said i've always loved this movie and i knew it was wrong <laughs> but it was just i was like wow really this is what we're doing but okay because so they're all coming you know what they're kind of going around the room and basically that girl cinder says she's the only 
woman in this and all the girl, all the little girls are just little girls. So she kind of comes up with this idea that, OK, let's uh, let's get um, Ferris laid. And then they bring in Angel because Angel's looking at her like, oh, like whatever. So the bet is to see out of those two, out of Ferris and Angel, to see who can uh, have sex with whoever first. Everyone starts throwing money in the pot. And this is a funny thing right here. <laughs> the whole camp knows about it because there's all kinds of girls walking around wearing Ferris shirts, uh, girls that are wearing angel shirts. Uh, I mean, it just says their name across their shirts. Uh, different cabins are betting. Okay, we got our money on Angel. We got our money on Ferris. So, like I said, the whole camp knows. And if all the, I mean, if every camper knows, there's counselors have to know. So, but I, I don't know. I'm, it's a movie. <laughs> but, so that's the bet. So right now, I mean, other than when that, that's the main storyline of it, but they do show uh, camp fun, camp shenanigans, them swimming and having fun, playing games and uh, doing this and that, just enjoying summer camp. Again, like I said, it's that the, um, Meatballs one. I mean, I love summer camp. I had fun every single time. So this is a big old montage of that. Chrissy McNichol. I mean, I love her feathered hair. I don't know if she wears that hairstyle today. I I went to Albuquerque Comic Con when was it earlier this year, and main reason I was going because she was gonna be there. But like a couple days before, you know what? No, like the day before, as I was flying down there, I was looking on Instagram. And it said she canceled. And I was like, ah, oh, but I still win. I still had a good time. Um, so that's the, the, the story. Okay. Uh, this is when we're introduced to uh, Randy. Um, when the girls, when the girls are talking, they're like, they bring up birth control, which is cool. All right, cool. Right on. They're, at least they're, they're not that dumb in the thinking. Um, they're like, okay, well, what, what are we doing? What about birth control? And they're like, uh, and then none of them are on the pill. None of them are, I don't know. I think it was just the pill back then. I don't know if there was any of these new things that they have now. But so this part was it's probably my favorite part. It's hilarious. Other than we get to, we finally see uh, Randy. Um, They go to, oh, uh, <laughs> they they, uh, Christy McNichol and the gang, uh, Angel, they hotwire a school bus. And they take off and they go into town. They go to some gas station. And then they go into the men's room. I don't know if they still do this today. Um, me traveling to Arizona a few months ago. I mean, stopping at gas stations and going to the bathroom. I remember seeing them all the time when I was growing up. Maybe there still is. Maybe, maybe there isn't. I don't know. But they had uh, machines on the walls. I remember looking at them when I was younger, going, what are these? And my older brother had to tell me, they're rubbers. And I said, what? And he goes, they're for, uh, you put it over your, your, your you-know-what before you, I didn't know what sex was. I didn't know all that. I learned it later by watching movies and everything. But And when we had that sex education class when we were in fifth grade, I can't imagine my kids doing that. I know my kids did do it, but I, I fifth grade, that's, I guess you got to start somewhere. I don't know if they do that anymore, but <laughs> uh, I want to say they do, but I can't remember how old. I remember asking Marky about it. And, um, 
I think the only talk I really had with my boys, I was like, look, you guys know where babies come from, so cover it up. But anyway, so they go into the into the bathroom and there's these two those rubber machines that were on the walls. Uh, I don't know. I think they're like 50 cents or whatever. And you and one falls out. Uh, they they send in uh, Chubby. Uh, the doors are locked, so she has to crawl through uh, the top window and then she falls in. She puts in her money and then gets robbed because, you know, those things are hit and miss. Even like gumball machines, hit and miss. <laughs> so she's like, it steals her money, so they still need it. Uh, while the, all the girls are kind of outside the door, um, Angel is still sitting on the bus. But this is when here comes Randy and I think it's a Mustang or something. Him with some other blonde chick. All right, this. Okay, let's say he's 15. Uh, no seatbelts in these days, boys and girls. <laughs> so he comes cruising up uh, with the girl driving. She's obviously older. Uh, he's got an open beer can hanging, holding it, holding out the window. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. And he goes to go use the bathroom, but then he sees all the girls standing there. And then he starts, uh, Angel starts talking to him. I'm like, hey, who are you? What's your name? And all this. Where are you from? And he, oh, I'm, over, I'm from the other side of the lake. At Camp Tomahawk. I think that's what the camp was called. And we go back inside and Chubby is kicking the the rubber machine and kicks it off the wall. <laughs> and then when she comes out holding the two, it was like one, it was two different ones, but it was like one big giant machine. So she comes walking out and they're like, oh, well, all right, cool. So Angel ran. Yeah, I'll see you around. So. They take off and then they go out into the woods and then they trying to crowbar the thing open and then Cinder comes with a, a hatchet and then they break it open and just take all the rubbers out. Uh, and I love this scene because it's funny because Chubby was like, what is this? So she kind of opens it up and then just starts immediately blowing, blowing one up. <laughs> so they they have rubbers and they're ready. There was another scene of them when they were all they were they they were all hiding in the bushes and they had binoculars and they were looking over at the uh, the boys camp on the other side. And they're all skinny dipping. Um, Maybe they did back in 79, early 80, but me, me going to summer camp. I never went to an all boys summer camp, but well, I guess I did. When we went to Boy Scout camp, but we weren't all naked running around, jumping in into the lake together. I don't know, man. Different times, everyone. I never did that shit. <laughs> never wanted to be naked around a bunch of dudes. Uh, whatever. Anyway, watch Sleepaway Camp. They did that in that movie, too. I, I, to each his own, if you did that, cool. But I ain't the one. But anyway, so Angel kind of, all right, that's the guy. And then her and her friend, uh, Dana, that she always talks with. She was a little older girl. She's like, yeah, okay, well, that's the guy. That I'm going to go after. I'm going to go after Randy. And going back to Ferris. She's kind of looking around. And in her eyes. She she catches the. Um, Amanda Sante's character. Uh, Gary Callahan. He is one of the instructors. Um, one of the teachers. Or the counselors at the camp. And they're like. Alright cool. Well that's that's who I'm going after. And every, all the other girls are kind of like. Oh that's cool. He, he's so dreamy. He's an older guy. And I'm like, even back then when I saw it, when I was a little kid, 
I was like, whoa, really? He's he's an old man. See, I mean, I didn't mind Angel and Randy. They were pretty much the same age. Cool. But a 15-year-old girl, let's just say, like I said, she's 15, chasing after um, 25, let's say that. Um, I, I don't know. He's much younger than I, I couldn't tell you exactly what his age was. When he was filming this, but he looks like he was in his maybe mid twenties, late twenties. I don't know. Maybe even his thirties. I don't know. But either way, I mean, I'm like, okay. And <laughs> I was even, even after this, this, this watch, I was like, what's happening here? Again, it's a movie and I don't know who wrote this story and I don't know who greenlit it and said, oh, that's cool. That's a, this is a good movie. It's a, it, it, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But all right, that's this is going to be OK. Obviously, it, it wasn't OK for uh, Gary, uh, the, the counselor, Amanda Sante's character, because he wasn't having it because Ferris was throwing it at him, always trying to get her hands on him, touch him, put her arms around her. You need to teach me how to swim and, and this and that. And she like goes over to his cabin one night and starts talking, basically throwing it at him. And he's like, uh, first of all, they probably wouldn't even let uh, let some teenage girl alone in your in your cabin. If you're a counselor, excuse me, this episode is brought to you by Rockstar. Um, and me sitting there watching it again, again, I've seen this a billion times, but talking, talking about it. And when me sitting there watching it going, you could see, he sees that she likes him. He sees that she's throwing it at him. He should have immediately like, no, you can't come in. So, but then there would be no scene. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. So when all that's obviously nothing happens. So he, she just like, all right, cool, whatever. And uh, she ends up leaving. But before she leaves, she like grabs him really quick, quick and kind of gives him a kiss. And I'm, I'm just kind of jumping all over. There's other things that are going on in this movie, but it's just a lot of, uh, talking and uh, camp shenanigans. And there's a big old food fight uh, that they have. Um, the, the scene when uh, Ferris uh, acts like she's drowning and everything. And while all the girls are uh, Cinder kind of like, okay, are you ready? And then pushes her, pushes Ferris into the water. And then she acts like she's drowning. So, uh, Mr. Callahan, Gary jumps in to help her. And then they're like, oh man, I don't know. She needs mouth to mouth. You better give it to her. But she's breathing and talking. And if you could breathe and talk, you, you don't need mouth to mouth or anything. So he's kind of like, eh, all right, whatever. But then again, she goes, you need to teach me how to swim. And he's just, she's just trying to hold him. Uh, Angel is still, uh, trying to get at uh, Gary or not Gary, Randy. Uh, there's a, there's a scene when parents day comes and parents come and angels kind of asking about 
uh, sex because she's talking to her mom and her mom's like, why are you don't need talking to me about that? Uh, Ferris is talking to her dad and all that. And I guess they're just, they don't have the greatest relationship, but uh, another day, Fer- uh, Rangel, she kind of gets a, can- a canoe, rolls all the way over to the other side of the lake and uh, picks up Randy. He's hanging out with his crew and, uh, you know how guys are when girls want to talk to one of your friends. You all go, ooh, and yeah, and give you the high fives and all that. So uh, Ferris or Angel, she uh, takes Randy and they kind of go off to this boathouse. No, not to the boathouse. They're out in the woods somewhere and they end up at a cemetery. Uh, Randy's just in his cutoff jeans. That's it. No shoes, no shirt or whatever. Angel comes with a backpack with cigarettes and beer. So... She knows what she's doing. Randy doesn't know. He's just some girl that thinks she likes him and she's cute. And she's like, here, she throws him a beer, throws him a cigarette. He's starting to drink one. Then she pulls out another one here. Drink up. And he's like, let me finish this one. And then she's like, come on, come on, hurry up. Just drink up. So he's like, well, let me let me finish my beer. So flash forward. Randy is passed out. And empty beer cans around him. And she was like, this, you were supposed to get all horny or whatever and not pass out. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> again, she didn't know. But I mean, because Angel is, she's never done this before. So she's probably just going by what she sees. Here, drink alcohol. It'll get you in the mood. But uh, he, he's a kid. And obviously, he's a lightweight. Drank three beers and passed out. <laughs> so go back at camp. Um, the other girls, Cinder and the other ones are trying to talk uh, Mr. Callahan to go see uh, Ferris. She needs you and this and that. But she's she's like, uh, I don't know. He, he's like, all right, whatever. So back back to camp. Everyone's talking. Hey, come on. Don't don't let us down. Either girl, Ferris and Angel, don't let us down. Don't let us down back and forth. So the pressure's building up. Plus the weeks are going by and camp is almost up. So uh Angel goes and rolls all the way back uh, across the lake to pick up Randy and they kind of make go over to the boathouse. And she is trying to I mean get Randy all in the mood and everything, but she is kind of standoffish about it because she's not really sure if this is what she wants or anything. Um, Randy's kind of like he just he's just going with the flow. But I mean, these scenes, especially the scenes between uh, Randy and Angel, um, she knows what she has to do. He doesn't. He just think it's just some girl that that wants to hook up. But she's kind of really uh, pushy. Uh, I, that's the only word I can think of. Um, but he kind of gets a little mad. So does she because he's all basically he's almost naked. And he's like, you really want to do this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. And But then nothing happens because then he's starting to go, you're wasting my time. Why are you making me come all the way out here? And nothing. And then she's like, no, no, I want to do it. And he's like, I don't come on. Man, just take me back to camp. So and they get dressed and they go back. Uh, we go back to the camp. More talk. Cinder is really pushing it on Ferris because she's that little rich, snobby little model girl. Just 
thinking that she's all that. I mean, I, I knew a girl, I knew a few girls like this, but she just, cause she just thinks just cause she's, she's done it already. She thinks she knows everything and she's really peer pressure and uh, Ferris and Ferris is, eh, I don't know. So Ferris goes over to Mr. Callahan's um, cabin again, or one night and she's in there and, uh, Different times again. Um, he's got wine and alcohol in, in his room and or in his cabin. He's like, what do you want? Do you want a Coke? You want some milk or whatever? She goes, no, I want this. And she goes, uh, you can't have that. So, But then she's like, Ferris is just, come on. She's trying to lean in and kiss him and all this. And he's. She grabs his arm at one point and pulls it around her shoulder and she's saying all this crazy stuff. Basically, let's make out. Let's do this. Can I spend the night in your cabin? And he's uh, uh, he sees what's happening, but he shouldn't let it go this far. But it's a movie. But even still, I mean, but he's not doing nothing. He's like, oh, my God. Um. So we go back to Angel again, Angel and Randy again. For the third time, she rolls all the way back over to the to the other side of the lake to pick him up. Um, and then they go back to the boathouse. Ferris is still trying to get at Mr. Callahan. He ain't having it, so he basically kicks her out. This is the scene when she kind of leans in and kisses him and then um, leaves. But... He shouldn't, he shouldn't have, he should have just, I know she did it really fast, but he should have just pulled away. Like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? We, we, we can't do this. Or we shouldn't do this. You shouldn't be here anyway alone. <laughs> so Ferris goes back to her cabin and then she's in her nightgown because this is at night. She comes walking in. All the girls are sitting there. She's looking at her and she's like leaning back and got this big smile on her face. And they all think that she did it with uh, Amanda Sante, uh, Gary Callahan. Because then she starts telling him this whole story on, on what happened and what they did. Obviously a lie because he didn't do anything. Uh, we go back to the boathouse. Uh, same thing as the last few times. Um, again, Randy doesn't really know. He just maybe thinks she's just not ready. So he's really trying to just, he's not like forcing himself on her. He's just kind of letting her, but she's, she's real standoffish about it all. So he, he doesn't, he doesn't know, but he's trying to talk to her. Cause I know he got, he kind of yelled at her the last time, but he goes, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry for what I said uh, the last time we were here. And then she's just kind of looking at him and they have this real deep conversation and then they kind of start to he's like he likes her she likes him they kind of start kissing and smiling and everything and then one thing leads to another um so yeah back at the camp there ferris is make telling his whole lie that that what she did um we go back to the boathouse and they're they're done uh randy's getting uh his clothes back on uh angel is as well but she's got this this, I don't know if I should have did this look on her face because she did say she's like, well, 
this isn't what I thought it was going to be like. And she's just rethinking on what happened and what she did. But Randy's not some asshole. Like, hey, man, I just wanted some and I, I gave you some. He wasn't like that because he doesn't he doesn't know nothing about the bet. He doesn't know anything about uh, that. She was a virgin or anything. So he kind of he kind of snaps at her a little bit, but then he does apologize. And then he kind of leans in and because Ferris starts talking and then she's starting to cry. And she's basically telling him that this was this was her first time. And he was like, "Ooh, well, well. He could have been an asshole about it, but he was like, you know what? Hey, I'm, I didn't know. You should have told me. So he was kind of, at least he was there. He was kind of holding her and they were, they were laughing and everything. And he did tell her, cause I like you. And she was like, huh? huh I don't know. But I mean, he could have been the asshole like he has been in other characters. I mean, if it was Dallas Winston, he probably wouldn't have gave two shits <laughs> on what was going on and what her feelings were. But he was at least cool about it. Uh, Angel gets, uh, or yeah, Angel goes back to the cabin and doesn't say anything. But she, because she basically said she didn't, nothing happened. And they're saying, well, Ferris, she, she did do something and she won. So that was the bet. Uh, Ferris won, but she had to lie about it. Uh, we go back. Uh, the camp's not over. The camp's just about over. Um, Randy's kind of, there's a kind of place, some play going on. So the boys come over to the girls' camp and they're talking. Uh, Randy wants to see Angel, but he's kind of hanging out in the background. But Cinder's dumbass. She goes up to Randy and tells them that uh, about the bet that he just, she doesn't like you. She just used you to. Uh, try to win this bet. He didn't say anything to Cinder that, that they did anything, but he was kind of shocked, like, well, I thought she liked me, and this is what it was. But then Randy, he, he kind of gets into that cool mood, because she could basically said the angel don't want nothing to do with you. So he's kind of like, uh, well, so what's up? What's up with me and you? And then she kind of starts flirting around. Uh, right now, everyone thinks that Ferris did her and Callahan. Mr. Callahan did something. She goes back. She's starting to feel bad. So she goes to his cabin. Um, he's in his, he, he comes out drinking a, a Budweiser and it the, the kids can't keep their mouths shut, especially with something like this. But it did get around. I'm surprised the police didn't come. I'm surprised he didn't get fired or arrested or anything. But she's telling she's telling him, look, I'm sorry for making it all up because he knows about it. And he's kind of like, well, I didn't think you were that kind of person that you would make something up like that. If anything, he should have been like, what What the fuck? Why are you? Why'd you do this? Why are you? you he, I mean, now, 2023. No, nah, man, the cops would have been, they would have been there as soon as somebody mentioned it. If someone, one of the counselors heard about it, and that would have came in and arrested him either way. I mean, he was innocent. He didn't do anything, but they would have came in and there would have been a whole investigation. I'm sure they would have took Ferris and 
everything and checked her head to toe and all that him as well but like I said different times he should have been like fuck you don't ever talk to me again Ah, you ruined my life but she's just like oh thank you for he kind of like well well, nothing happened no harm no foul and she kind of just runs in and gives him a hug oh I love you mister I love you Gary or whatever that little and then he's kind of like, huh, all right, whatever. So obviously he didn't get arrested. Obviously he didn't get fired because he's still there. Back to the play that's going on. Uh, the boys are all still there watching the play. Angel sitting with Dana. Uh, Randy's sitting over by Cinder and he's got his arm around her and she's all done up and everything. Uh, Angel keeps kind of glaring over at him. He keeps looking back at her. And then she finally gets up and then just walks away. And then Randy goes chasing after her with his extra tight T-shirt and his cigarettes uh, rolled up in one of the sleeves. And he's he's kind of going off on her. And uh, like, what's up, man? He goes, he basically confronts her. And, like, I didn't know that's what was going on. This is what you did. And then he, she tells him, look, she goes, I lost. She goes, I didn't tell them anything. And he's like, what? And she was like, just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say nothing. I didn't tell anybody what we did. And that's it. But he's, he was mad for a minute. But, I mean, he seemed like he was a sensitive guy. He kind of, like, went, well, okay. Well, everything's all good then, and still, basically, he still wanted to at least be her friend. Kind of just telling, hey, let let's give it another shot. But then she's like, um, you know what? No, nah, it's it's too late. I mean, let's just let's just be friends and everything. And he's kind of like, well, uh, all right. Um, she she doesn't know. He he does kind of get a little mad about it all when she tells him no. But he's like, ah, oh, come on. But I feel I mean, I I get I get how I, I know understand how he's feeling about it, and I kind of get how she's feeling at it. I mean, we were all there. We were all teenagers at one point in our lives and everything. But what I did like about their relationships, like Randy kind of wanted to get something going with her, but then she was like, well, no, maybe if we met at another time, yeah. But um, she did some, she kind of leaned in, gave him a kiss and said, I'll never forget you. And I mean, I loved their relationship. I loved every time they were together on the screen, either if they were kind of arguing, but they always, they left like at good terms because she kind of just gave him a kiss. I'll never forget you. And then she, she walks off and she she's kind of crying. And that's why I always felt sad or sorry for her. And, and I did feel a little sad. So um, this scene, this is the, one of the final scenes uh, in the film. Ferris is sitting off by herself and uh, Angel goes up and starts talking to her. And then she, oh, excuse me, she's telling her what happened and everything. And she tells her that, no, they didn't. Her and uh, Gary didn't do anything. Uh, Amanda Sante. And then she kind of looks at. Ferris looks at Angel and kind of like, well. 
did you guys or she didn't say that she kind of just well did you and then she looks over at angel and she's kind of like she doesn't say yeah but you can see that she she kind of like gives her that yeah we did we did we did do it but she, and then she starts and you have to see this film it's kind of hard for me to explain i mean again this is on youtube watch the look watch the movie but she she was kind of like yeah we did but she didn't feel she wasn't like happy about it but then she also did she told Ferris like look we did but don't don't tell anyone so Ferris was like nah I, I'm good I won't because I don't know it just it just seems like like she said to Randy she goes I, I thought this was going to be different I don't know what she thought it was going to be but she just felt like it I don't know. This is, this is how I'm taking it. It kind of felt like she didn't think it was, it was right. The right time, the right person or whatever. But they think that's what I loved about this scene. Um, they kind of both agreed about it and they were more real cool about it. They were, they were more like, let's, all right, we're friends now. So let's, everything's all good. So we go the, the final, uh, the meet up with the girls are all kind of telling everyone like, look, um, they're Ferris or yeah, Ferris was kind of telling like, look, I don't, I don't want to get Gary in trouble and all this and everything. And she's just, she's basically saying that she didn't do anything with him kind of confessing to the girls now, but Cinder is like, ah, oh, you guys are just, you guys are stupid and da-da-da. you don't know nothing. You're all little kids and I'm the only one that's a woman and she's just telling them all this crap. And then they're all kind of turning on her. I'm surprised the angel didn't get up and knock her out. Cause she seemed like she's some rough and tough girl. Um, so sunshine, um, Cynthia Nixon, she's sitting right next to Ferris and or uh, yeah, next to, um, uh, Cinder. And they're all kind of talking about this. Like, yeah, we're, we're, I'm a virgin and it's okay. And everything. And, they're all kind of like sistering up. Like, it's okay that none of us have ever done it. But then Cinder's just going off of them, calling them bitches, and you guys are weak, and this and that. And then Sunshine, she just gets fed up with it. And just... the the, the This scene was awesome because Cinder is just in Sunshine's face saying all kinds of stuff, calling her uh, virgins and this and that. And then Sunshine just... The look on her face, she just kind of curls up her lips you can they don't show but you could just see that she she the rage is inside of her her lips are all kind of then whoops then she just clocks cinder in the face and then cinder falls down like ah how could you don't you ever do that again and she just kind of runs off and then sunshine stands up like she's ready to do it again so <laughs> they just kind of just forget you we're not your friend anymore all right, the final uh, last day. That was pretty much the last day. Everyone's getting on the bus to go back home. Uh, Gary is uh, checking off the girls and Ferris. They have one little last uh, giggle and laugh. Um, I assume that Ferris went to 
the higher ups at the camp and said, look, I lied. Nothing happened. But even still, I mean, even if it's just said that something like this had happened, yeah, there'd be a huge investigation. Cops would be called and everything. So, but different times and it's a movie, I guess. So, but all the girls, they're all ready to go home and they're all being cool. We get back. The parents are there to pick all up, pick them, pick up their daughters and everything. Angels kind of meets up her mom with her mom. Ferris sees her dad and they kind of have a big, huge hug. And then uh, Angel is kind of ringing out her mom like, look, you need to watch. Uh, I need to look after you. Stop letting all these men uh, take advantage of you. And she's like, you can't talk to me that way. And then uh, Angel's like, OK, wait a minute. I don't want you to meet somebody. So she walks up uh, to uh, Ferris and uh, their mom and her Angel's mom is introduced to Ferris's dad. And then Angel's kind of like, I just want you to meet uh, my friend. And then they look at each other and she goes, my best friend. And then freeze frame. And that's your movie. And then the is it the Bellamy brothers, that song kicks in at the end. Let your love flow or whatever, however that song goes, uh, kicks in. I love, I love the song at the end. There's some there's some cool music in this film. Uh, I know Blondie was in it a couple times or one time and a bunch of others. From what I understood, I guess they had to change some when they hit uh, VHS. It says it's not on on DVD, but I could have swore it was. Um, but the movie the movie's good. I, I love this film. Again, it's on YouTube. The whole movie, it's clear. Uh, subtitles, if you need them, or captions or whatever. Let me see. Yeah. Little darling. DVD. I could have swore it was on Amazon. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Because on some of these little things I'm reading... It says no. All right. Well, I guess you can rent. All right. See, right here it says it is on DVD. Uh, Twelve eighty-two. Is this a an official release? Because all the other things I'm reading, they're saying that it's it's not. I don't know. I, I don't know how Amazon works, but because uh, I, I would like this in in my collection, but I. Holding out for a, a Blu-ray. I don't know. I guess they were saying there was something with the the music copyrights. That's why it's not on on Blu-ray or DVD. I don't know. Because they said they had to change some of the stuff. I, I don't know. But Yep, that is uh, Little Darlings. Let me see. Is there any trivia worth reading? Um, Yeah, the whole thing about the cigarette smoking. Uh, I guess Perry King was supposed to be um, uh, Gary Callahan, but he couldn't do it because I guess he got into it with the producers, or the directors, or whoever. So Armand Asante came in. Uh, oh, I didn't know this. Uh, Tatum O'Neill, if you guys remember her, she was uh, Amanda in Bad News Bears. Christy McNichol uh, tried out for that role but didn't get it. Um Pretty much it, really. I guess Christy McNichol. I guess she uh, 
is during production, Kristen McNichol was asked to leave McDonald's restaurant because she entered entered there on a skateboard. Oh, right off of you. She's a ripper. Oh, she is a skateboarder because I remember seeing uh, pictures of her uh, riding a skateboard. And if I ever get to meet her, I mean, I would love her. I would hope she has that picture of her on the skateboard because I would love her for her to sign it and I can hang it here. Um, I'm hoping my fingers are crossed at some point to, that I get to to meet Christy McNichol. Um, but all right, everyone, that is it this episode. Again, Little Darlings is streaming on YouTube. So definitely check it out. Full movie. Uh, perfect copy, sounds good, everything, and all of that. But yeah, again, could they make this movie today? I don't think so. <laughs> but, um, there's a lot of movies they couldn't make today, uh, a remake. But I mean, it's, it's a really good movie, coming-of-age film. And if you've seen it, you know what it is. If you haven't, like I said, it's on YouTube. I mean, there was nothing really much to spoil, but just... It's a really good movie. Uh, again, all the scenes with Christy McNichol and Matt Dillon were, were awesome. And then the scene at the end uh, when Christy McNichol is telling um, Tatum O'Neill's character that, look, she didn't, that they did do, she, that she and Randy did do it. But uh, I don't know. You got you need to watch the movie. I mean, Christy McNichol is an awesome actor. I, I've loved her since this film and the, and the show Family she was on and, and all the other things she had done. Throughout her career. I do not know exactly how old. She is right now. Let's. Let's see. How old she is. She's 60. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> she was born. Hey. Okay. No, her, her career started. She was born in 62. September 11th. 1962. I was born September 17th. 1971. So. She is older than me. But. Uh, nevertheless, I love I love uh, Chrissy McNichol. How old's her brother, Jimmy? He is sixty-two. What? Oh, she's sixty and he's sixty-two. There is a movie I'm gonna cover with her brother Jimmy McNichol um, during our thirty-one days of horror. Uh, I can't remember what they call it now, but when I saw it in the theater. It was called, um, what was it? Uh, let me see. It was in the eighties. All right. I believe when I saw the, I saw this film in the theater, it was called night warning when I saw it in the theater, but I guess it's called butcher Baker nightmare maker. Um, I'll get into the whole that when I when I do the episode, but yeah, because I, I mean that was one of the well, I was seeing every movie that was coming out at the time. Uh, and it was yeah, I thought it was a horror movie. Yeah, guys, horrific. Yes, in some scenes, but it wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> Even back then, in when did this movie come out? Nineteen eighty one. Uh, I knew it wasn't uh, a horror film, but. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to cover uh, Christy McNichols, Jimmy McNichols movie, um, warning, night warning or whatever the hell it was called. But anyway, uh, the 1980s summertime becoming of age summer camp film, Little Darlings. Awesome, awesome film, everyone. Definitely check it out. But 
All right. Um, with that, everyone, I will be back with one more episode uh, with our ESP summer series, summer flicks, whatever I called it. I don't remember, but I'll be back with one more. And uh, then I'm going to kick off the uh, uh, back to school uh, films. Uh, it won't be as maybe about the same amount of films. Um, one of my friends, when I told him I was doing back to school, he goes, could you do Riding Dangerfield's back to school? It's probably, it was back to school for him, but I, it wasn't back to school for everybody. I think he came in somewhere in the, when school was already going. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to take that back. He came in because I remember the pick of them classes. I don't know. I, I just need to rewatch that film again. I haven't seen it for a while. I might do it. I might not. But anyway, I do got some uh, back to school films that I want to do. But anyway, all right. That is it, everybody. Again, Little Darling streaming on YouTube. Check it out. If you haven't seen it in a long time or if you haven't seen it at all it's definitely a movie worth watching so check it out and just remember the love that i have for christy mcnichol but winona Ryder still has my heart first of all anyway but that's it everyone come back next time so until then be safe out there and party on <laughs>